everyone, I'm Nick. I'm with Laura. Will you accept this podcast? It's amazing. So much insightful bachelor knowledge. You should all listen to it. I'm a fan. You should be too. Welcome to Will You Accept This Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Leslie. And week five was, I think, I think it was a pretty good one. I think it lived up a little bit to the promos, although there was times that I felt like it kind of drug on a little bit. I don't know what you thought about this week. I think it did drag, especially the group date. The group date was such a waste of time. I felt like they spent so much time plugging this friction for the two-on-one, and then like in the middle, it was just kind of like, let's get this over with already. It just felt very unnecessary. <laughs> there were some highlights even there, but I just yeah. didn't think it was like the best part. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think I love that it's two hours, but sometimes it doesn't need to be two hours. No. Well, and like there was no reason for this to have been a to be continued, you know? No, they really could have wrapped this one up. They could have cut out a little bit of the group date and then finally wrapped it up with a rose ceremony this time. But no. But no. I feel like it's going to be like this the whole season. It's like once they get stuck in a cycle, they can't get out of it. Yeah, it's very it's very frustrating. I don't like it. It's not it's not very fulfilling. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, we started with the resolution of the, the well, the first round of the, the Taylor-Corinne drama with the, the rose <laughs> ceremony from last week, basically. Um, and it's all about emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. The definition of emotional intelligence. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it, but she just kept, like, trotting out like she was reciting something from one of her classes yeah i'm like this is not like a clinical evaluation like she's not it it just feels weird to have her kind of dissecting the people around her that way which i guess if that's your line of work you're gonna do that a little bit anyway but like Um, have enough awareness to know that like stop it you know it's like on the one hand i get it but then on the other hand i don't think she seems like she's very good at this (laughs) yeah it's like you should know this is not what you do (laughs) Uh, yeah, I really feel like I, well, granted she's 24 and I get the sense that she may have gotten this degree, but she doesn't practice it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe that to be the case because I know she's an underwear model. (laughs) Did you know that? No, I did not. (laughs) I guess it explains why she's always casually hanging out in her bathing suit around the house. It seems right. Maybe she's trying to like get it out there, that she's got some abs and she'd like to, to model them. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I definitely don't get the sense that she has a lot of experience as a therapist because I feel like um, Corinne is kind of easy to see how she would react in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. And she did exactly what I would think, which is that she basically just starts saying to that person what they're saying to her. Right. You know what I mean? So she starts telling Taylor, oh, well, nobody in the house likes you. Everybody says, like you know, that you think they're better than them. And all, you know, it was just very clear what type of manipulation she was doing. But Taylor didn't manage to deal with that very well, I didn't think. No, she got really flustered. And then she kept talking like she was was better than, you know, in, in her in her um, interview, she kept making it sound like, you know, I was better than this. And like, I didn't let it get to me. But it's kind of like, you, she did. You seemed she did really flustered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really... If she knew what was up, she would have handled it like, um, I'm sorry, the Russian girl. What's her name? Christina. Yeah, like she handled it. She handled it really well. She basically not just kind of shut her down <laughs> and moved on. It was the best line. I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I love that line. <laughs> Loved it. And the way that she said it, too, was just really cutting. It was just amazing. Um, it made me laugh. Yeah, so this whole thing with them, I, I just was kind of like, all right, I'm over it. Um and and then her and then Corinne pulling Nick aside and him almost like encouraging the cattiness was weird. It was really weird. I mean, it was like on one hand he kind of was like, I don't want anything to do with this. He just kind of looked like okay, and he and you could tell on his face that he wasn't gonna like really encourage her, but he you know just kind of was like okay, just taking it in like whatever. But then at the end he did kind of encourage her. Yeah, it, I think he weird. kind of likes it. I think yeah. he see, he seems both uncomfortable and kind of turned on by what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I, I don't know. Every episode I watch just makes me like him less and less. And I already didn't like him. He got like a little bit of goodwill with me on Paradise, but he's back to just being yeah. the Nick that I know and hate. Yeah. Well, I feel like 
I don't know. It's like Topher will comment when he comes through. He's always like, he's just making out with them all now, right? Like yes. That's, that's kind of, and like that's, I feel like that's his, his, um, his standard go to if he can't quite figure out what he wants to say to someone or how to react to something. It's like, just let's make just out make out. Them. Yeah. Well, you know, Ben made out with a lot of people, but not like that. Yeah. You know, and I think he held off on it longer until he, knew who they were <laughs> yeah i feel like we i feel like we were kind of commenting on the number of people he had not made out with at this point in time which i feel like yeah with nick it's like who hasn't he because with ben sometimes it was a little awkward because you could tell that they wanted to kiss him but he was just like i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah whereas not only is nick kissing a lot of people but he's really not discreet about it no not at all i feel yeah. like with the concept of the show they know he's going to be making out with other ladies and it is what it is. But I, I still feel like he should be considerate about it. And I don't think that he is. He should make at least some effort to, to do that. I think he's kind of like farmer Chris. Yeah. Just, like, just like bring it all on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, and I felt really bad about this whole rose ceremony. They looked so cold and miserable. I was like, just, just go ahead, hand out the roses, and let them go home. Because that was, ugh, they all like, you see their breath. They were like yeah. shivering. I, Didn't somebody have a jacket? I think Alexis did. Several she have a jacket? of them. Alexis did. Um, Vanessa did. I'm sure they feel. I mean, I can I can understand. Like, I feel like they probably feel a little pressure that they want to look just as nice as possible, right? Because this is like their last yeah. impression. You know what? They look fine. And I personally like them better if they're just like whatever. I, I want to wear no, a coat. No, I know. So I was like, poor Sarah, like, so we end up with Sarah and Astrid going home. Poor Sarah is sitting there with her arms all exposed, wearing some sort of lacy dress. It was like, oh my gosh, poor Sarah. Yeah, that was awkward. Yeah. I feel like they need to bring some long sleeve formal dresses. <laughs> right? Oh. Or some shrugs or something to wear over it. So then we, we leave and go to New Orleans where we have our lovely. Wait, intro. hold up. Oh, sorry. Who the hell is Whitney or Wendy or <laughs> Who's I, like Whitney? <laughs> when I saw that, I was I was just so confused because I really had no idea who she was or that she was even there. Watch her like come back and actually win this whole thing. I don't think she will. You never know because um, I think it was Sean Lowe's season. Mm -hmm. um, Catherine, who he ended up picking, and now he's married to. Right. You didn't really notice her until it got lo a lot later in the season. So every now and then they do kind of come up from behind and, and sneak up on you. Huh. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like she, she's the one who we, we've seen zero of. I didn't know she was there. Yeah. There are ones that I see and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, it's you. But when she came on, I just didn't even know that there was a Whitney. Yeah, she's um she's the one who's the Pilates instructor. Okay. I vaguely remember that there's a Pilates instructor. I mean, the, so we know she's a Pilates instructor. I read in, I think it was Chris Harrison's blog, that she, I, I guess, set up some sort of massage for, for Nick at one of the, like, I don't know, rose ceremonies or whatever, the cocktail party, I mean. Um, that's the extent of what I know about her. And half of that yeah. is not based on anything that we saw on the show. No. Oh, I want a massage. She can right? come out here and just give me a massage. That'd be nice. Um, now can we go to New Orleans? Maybe not. Yes. But what? Okay. But one last note is that maybe <laughs> she'll come to paradise and wind up being as crazy as Samantha. Gosh, we can hope. That would be, that would be, that'd be good. Okay. All right. Now we can move on to New Orleans. So we fly Finally. from Wisconsin to New Orleans, right? Yes. Where Alexis tells us she loves gators, grits, and a good time. I like that about her. I do, too. It was funny. <laughs> it was a funny I intro. just love her. I feel like she's not going to get as far as I hope that she will. But she's definitely going to turn up on Paradise. Oh, she's a definite for Paradise. She and Daniel may get together. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think she could do better, but I still wouldn't be mad at I, it. I, I want to watch it. You know, I just I really want her to get to hometowns. I know it's probably not going to happen. I know. But, you know, when you see the little segments at the end with the two of them together, um, that seems like the most normal. Yeah, he, they, they he seem, is. Yeah, they seem like they connect in a good way. Um, but I, I don't I don't think she's going to make it to hometowns. Don't let me dream. It. Just let, let me have it. Uh, OK, well, don't want to dash uh, your don't want to dash your dreams just yet. Yeah. I just want more of her, and I feel like we don't get enough. 
But agreed. So then, do they announce the the dates? Yeah, they announce the dates. So then we start with the um, Rachel getting the one on one, um, and she's all excited. Um, they have they have a pretty, I think, a, well, relatively normal date for Bachelor. Um, that was a nice one, just to kind of go and be a tourist in New Orleans for a day. Yeah, I mean, they're like looking at a flea market. They're eating oysters, trying hot sauces, going to Cafe Dumont, which they should not uh, have let Nick eat like that on camera <laughs> i have to say i liked it because first of all i got to see some beignets well, that so even was good. though it made me a little angry because i wanted to eat them yeah um i actually liked that they were eating their food instead of just letting it sit there i did but he was going he was kind of like oh like he was talking can you blame him i can't but it was just i I, I Laura, this is the first time he had a beignet. Let him just let him have this. I mean, it felt like it felt like the food equivalent of his mumbling. He was like talking. It was it's like true. a food mumble. <laughs> yeah, I guess it goes to show why they really do just yeah order the food and let it sit there. <laughs> right. right, but you know, I but I did appreciate it. I I, I, I yeah. get it. It um, was cute. I mean, they really seemed to have a nice rapport and and good chemistry. And I like that he couldn't really let like he couldn't hold back and like was very honest with her about like really wanting to meet her family. So that's, yeah, like he kind of gave that I would away. Be very surprised if she doesn't make it to the final four or three. Yeah. I, I just thought it was funny. Like basically him asking what he, what he's supposed to call her dad. That was <laughs> your that, honor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was surprised that he did that. And then I was extra surprised they went ahead and put it in, you know, cause yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of a, a spoiler of sorts for the season. Potentially. Well, you never know. Cause I mean, I guess things could change sometimes. Yeah will start off really strong and then it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it did with, um, with Lauren remember last season with Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was their first one-on-one date and they were hanging out in the hot tub and she, she said something like, Oh, I can't wait for you to meet my parents. And then she was like, wait, that was awkward. <laughs> yeah. Which was funny. But you could tell right off the bat that, that, that it there was, was that connection. Yeah. Yeah. That it was very likely that that was, if not, the person he was going to choose, the person that would get pretty far. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I, I we learned this episode. I knew that her dad was a judge, but I didn't realize he was a federal judge. So very fancy. Yeah, he's he was legit. appointed by Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, pretty solid. So been a judge for quite a while. Um, yeah, I am very curious to see if her family would actually play along and be on TV because it sounds like she comes from a very serious family. Yeah, I'm curious. And I feel like that will say a lot about the likelihood of um, of her being The Bachelorette, right? Because I, yeah. think, I think she'd be perfect for it. But like you had mentioned, like based yeah. on her family, that it might not be a thing. So I think that'll say a lot about whether that's something... We just Even gotta get her family to to open their hearts to her being the bachelor because we she need. She would be this. so good. I know because she really, first of all, she's super cute. She's very smart, and she is not, um, you know, like manipulative or crazy. Like she just seems like a really cool person. Yeah, and she can dance. Like she, she can dance a little dance, you know, a little twirl. Talk yeah, about- I I think she would be fun to watch, and I think that she would bring like a more interesting group of guys than kind of the same old, same old. Yeah. It'd be a good, a good change from the norm. Yeah. We can dream. Let's do it guys. I know. Um, um, yeah, it was a cute date. I don't think there was too much more going on after that. Right. I mean, they no. went shopping in the market and then they danced in the, Oh, they had the, what do you call them? The like the, the procession. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which they paraded right in front of the hotel. They always do this and I love it. I'm like, all right, check that off the list of must-have things for the season. So they've done that at least the one time. To rub it in their face. And you know they try to time it to get them to make out right in front of the hotel, too. Of course. It's it's very choreographed, just perfectly. But Um, I thought it was a nice date and their conversation. It wasn't just physical chemistry. Their conversation seemed really natural. And she was talking about her family and that she had actually been in New Orleans recently for a funeral and been in a second line for a funeral. Mm-hmm. So she had this kind of, you know, celebratory but sad experience with that. And then now she's here having this romantic and just happy Time experience with, with that. Yeah, which is yeah. cool. It was so, nice. I thought it was a good balanced date. It just seemed very normal and real, you know? Yeah. 
minus the the music performer that they of course have to integrate into oh i forgot about that the lady yeah i mean i guess at least she was slightly different than the the random country bros that they always have Have yeah totally slight change of pace I still don't know who any of them are. I think the last time I knew who one of them was, they had—I think they had like Gavin DeGraw or Matt Nathanson or one of those kinds of. Right, but since then yeah. it's been like who, who, what? Yeah, who, what? I mean, I guess, I guess people know. I mean, I know this is really popular in the South, so maybe people who are really into country know yeah. who these people are. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I don't know. TBD. I know. So- um. So this <laughs> the next this group, group date, date that was interesting, Ugh. huh? <laughs> I mean, I I it it made sense to do something, I guess, kind of like this um, for New Orleans, but I mean, it just went on and on and on and like my favorite part of it was when they would zoom in on May's eyes in the yeah. paint. <laughs> that was hands down the best part. So and that was all to credit the editors of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not so much the date itself. Um, I did appreciate that Jasmine just had no patience for it. She was like, what is, what, you know? Like, they're clearly, I know I know it's pretty common to go in Savannah or New Orleans yeah. or, you know, Charleston to have a bed and breakfast that's kind of like a haunted place. Um, but they clearly were just messing with them by making things fall and noises and, and everything like that. I it mean, was, it was very hokey. Yeah, that's not what it's like when just your average like guest checks in. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just they were trying really hard. Yeah. You know, production brought the hat and the creepy doll and all of that oh, for sure. them. They were like, we need to up, you know, the level of creep here, you know? Yeah. So they took the actual story of May that I'm sure they do tell at the hotel and just added all this stupid stuff to it. And I did like that they trotted out the Ouija board. Right. What were they asking? Do you remember? Uh, they were. What did they ask? I mean, they started t- asking about like whether she was there, and um, what else did they ask? I, I, did nobody think to ask who Nick was going to pick? <laughs> I know, right? Well, they asked. They asked it who was going to get the rose, the group date rose. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what what became of that? Did they actually say anything? Uh, it, well, I think the 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 thing was moving towards the D. Remember, because Danielle. M gets the group date rose. Uh, so I'm trying to, and that was it. Did somebody kind of foresee that? Didn't somebody say that it was going to be somebody he had a connection with early on and then was like looping back to? Yeah, I forget who said that. I think it may have been Christina, Katrina, Christina, the Russian girl. Oh, I'm yeah, just, it was Christina. I'm sorry. I just found it in my notes. <laughs> yeah, she said she thought it would go with someone who had a one on one early to give them validation. Validation She's a wise girl. the word. She's been watching the show. She's right? been taking notes of the formula, and she's got it. <laughs> yes. Um, and Smart then, girl. and then we have her exchange with, uh, have his exchange rather with Raven, which was, I think, the 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 most interesting thing from the group date. What happened? Uh, she talks. She talks about you know recounts like their one on one from the week before. Yeah. But then she tells him that she's in love with him. Oh, how could I forget? Oh my god! <laughs> and that she's was like, so uncomfortable she's like, I said me. it too soon, but whatever. I'm owning it. And he just kind yeah, of looked like, okay. I don't even think she was saying like she feels like she's falling in love. Didn't she just say that she was in love? She was like, you know, and I forget at what point she was talking about one specific part of their their date. And she was like, at that point, and I, then I, that's when I fell in love with you or something. And then he looked like, what? <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I don't think he was that into that because it's really soon. Yeah, he was like, uh, crazy. Yeah. Every year, there's one person who just says things way too, way too soon. soon. And yeah. this year, it's good old Raven. <laughs> I mean, and you could tell she looked like, whoops, but whatever. Um, I do think she felt bad then because she didn't get the group yep. date. It's like, oh, I just told you I love you, and then you gave the rose to somebody else. Yep, yep, totally. Yep. Well, and yeah, she said that she felt like she needed that rose to see that he's feeling the same way about her. So then, I guess she got a little bit of an answer that ah, man, yeah. I'd be getting a confirmation there. I wonder how long she's going to stay. I don't feel like she'll be too much longer. You don't think? I think so? she'll stay like midway through the season. Oh, I have her down for final four. You do? Yeah. 
I forgot because once again, I forgot my fantasy league. Oh, you didn't do it this week? No. So that's two weeks that Leslie. I haven't done it. I I'm going to blame s- it on the baby. I didn't look to see how I performed. I feel like it probably was some mm, probably just so-so. Not so great. Well, maybe I'll still beat you even though you're not. <laughs> That'd be really rude. Uh. That'd be super rude. It's a little sad not doing the brackets this year. Yeah, I feel like in some ways it's kind of fun the week by week, but then it just doesn't, I don't know. I, I'm not as into it. Somehow. I kind of prefer, see, it's really easy to do these. You know, it takes like two minutes to do the ABC one, the fantasy. Yeah. What are they calling it? Fantasy? Fantasy League? Fantasy? I don't Whatever. Know. The fantasy. Whatever. The little thing that, that ABC has set up. Yeah. It's very easy to do and it takes so little time, but the payoff is just not the same. Yeah, because it doesn't have the same stakes. For the brackets, you have to spend a lot of time up front, but then it's just every episode you're watching to see what happens and you don't have to to go and do it again every week which is nice so next time for the bachelorette i know um yeah so that's kind of the that's kind of the group date and then we have the the swamp one in the swamp or the bayou right Right. yeah so they they pull up to like is it a little island or something on the boat sort of together i think it was pretty awkward. It was an awkward. Awkward as always. I, I mean, the two-on-one dates, I feel like they didn't used to always put people on it who hated each other, but that's kind of become a new thing. Well, I feel like for, for like JoJo's season, when it was Derek and who was the other guy? I feel like it wasn't two people who hated each other. Oh, who was it? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, that, it's was, not, that was the it's don't cry always. for me Argentina. Like the oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it was, it I was, forget who it was, but uh, I remember thinking, "Why are you dumping Derek for this dude?" <laughs> yeah, I, was it Chase? Was it him and it Chase? It could have been. It, whatever it was, it, it didn't. It was, and they didn't like each other either. Did they not? Okay, no. maybe I remember they had that. they had some words. Okay. Oh, Chase is the one. Um, he's the one who got to the top four, right? Right. And he just never had. He was not expressive with his feelings. Correct. Did you know he is? Dating or was dating Tommy Laren? Do you know who that is? No, I do not know who that is. She's like a famous. That's using the word loosely. Uh, <laughs> she has an internet talk show, and she's just like a super, super right wing, like Trump loving oh. nutbag. Okay, a little nutty. Um, so they were dating for a while. I guess it didn't work out, but huh. okay. So that's that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so this this date, yeah, there was there was a lot of great sound bites. I feel like I, I love that Taylor's like, I don't have a nanny, I have a master's degree. Like she can't stop being righteous for like um, five minutes. Look, I, I like that there's a girl on there with some education. Absolutely. Same with Rachel, for instance. But Rachel doesn't talk about it all the time. Rub it in all the time, and I think she's like confident in herself enough not to really care about Corinne. You know, if you're really confident and you're and you're kind of playing off of this, these accomplishments and stuff that make you a really cool person, then you don't have to sit there and advertise it every other second. Right. It's like, no, I mean, I could get I get being annoyed by her behavior because it is annoying yeah. and they should be annoyed by it. But it should be one of those things where you talk about it with somebody in the house and then you just let it go. Yeah. And if it gets that bad, talk about it to to Nick and I you know, go home. If if it changes how you feel about Nick, then don't be there. Yeah, totally. Cuz I honestly understand why seeing him go for that time and time again would it's make me less interested in him. Totally. Yeah. Um, um, but I just think the way that she handled it for somebody who wants to think that she's super mature and has a great emotional intelligence, I don't think that she does have no. the best. Better than Corinne, maybe, but that's a very low bar. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, yeah, so they have this reader who's like reading their cards, and I love that she said she couldn't read them at the table together because they had bad vibes. Yeah. Like, I think someone told you to say that, right? Yeah. It's also probably pretty obvious when they're facing away from each other. That they, yeah, totally. That they just want to murder each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think 
Corinne and Nick go off yeah. while Taylor is getting her cards read. And this is where I do think that they told them. It's always too perfect. Yeah. I don't forget exactly what she says, but she's basically feeding into there being one person here who can communicate well and one person here who, you know, is childish. Or, you know, it's basically retelling what was going on with them. And she could choose to identify with, you know, either one of these people, I guess. But she chose to identify with the person who's communicating wonderfully. And mm. How I, lovely. It's whatever. <laughs> so I guess the most important part of that is that while this is going on, Corinne is off telling Nick that Taylor is bullying her. Right. And calling her stupid. Um, which is not accurate. No. She's, Nobody's being bullied in this situation. Neither of them are, you no. know? No. I mean, I, I really hate it when people throw that around. Like, oh, this person didn't like lightly. something I did. They're bullying me. Because yeah. bullying is, I, there have been people on the show that have kind of been bullies, but most of the time they're not. And they're just mad that somebody's calling them on their behavior. Yeah. And then they make it into a thing. Yeah. And, and then go to the lead. And all of a sudden it becomes, yeah. I feel like. She's wanting to be the victim. Yeah. Of course. But I think she knows. She knows what what she's doing in terms of doing the bouncy castle and making out in front of them and putting whipped cream on her chest. She knows that it's going to rile them up and she likes it. Yeah, she's she likes that she's causing that friction. Yeah. I feel like it's part of the game and like part of the turn on for her to, to be doing all of this. Um... <laughs> So I, I just don't buy that she's sincere at all, obviously, about what she's saying to Nick. She's just trying to manipulate the situation. And, you know, she was successful in doing that. Yeah. It was. Um, do you think that Nick actually believes what she's saying, that she's being bullied? I think he thinks that she's that she's making making it seem bigger than it is. I think he realizes there's friction. I think he realizes maybe that she's feeling a little attacked maybe. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he believes it's bullying per se. Yeah. And that Taylor specifically is bullying her. Yeah. I don't think he will. Be- I don't think he fully believes what she's saying. Cause everything she's done is everything she does rather is so like, overstate like you know it's it's very big yeah and so i think he's just like this is just another thing that sounds really big but in reality is much you know much smaller and really they didn't spend any time talking about their actual relationships either corinne and nick or nick and taylor no all they did was spend time talking about each other yeah which i feel like always i mean that tends to be a little bit of what happens on these two-on-ones right uh sometimes yeah yeah but in this case, it kind of sucks for Taylor because that precedent was already set to where she really kind of had to talk about it. Yeah. Once um, she found out what, because I think Nick brought it up, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He he brought up what Corinne was saying. So then at that point, she can't really just focus on their relationship. She has to talk about what's going on. It has to say her piece. Yeah. Meanwhile, Corinne's off uh, asking that lady how to make a voodoo doll. Which she brings up, but I noticed later that Taylor has one too. So do they just, she does. yeah, do they just give them to them? And I think, and at some point, um, earlier, uh, what's her name? Raven mentioned something about voodoo dolls. Maybe they and gave them all of them. I don't know. So I don't know. I felt like they were just, that that was something that, um, I feel like it's something actually, cause earlier in the, in the, in the episode, because that Raven mentions it, and I almost wonder if they were like, "Oh, that's a good idea," and went out and got them for them. Maybe because it just seemed but a I feel little like if too convenient. Gonna take them onto this island with all the like, you know, voodoo people. I feel like that had to have been in the cards all along, at least for Maybe. Taylor and Corinne. Yeah, they know what they're doing. These are these are savvy people here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he basically just dumps Taylor pretty quickly. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on between the two conversations that he had with them. And then when he goes back and, and gives Corinne the rose. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic. It was kind of like, all right. So that happened. She was very badly trying to pretend that she wasn't super excited. 
Who? Uh, Finn, when you know she uh, was like riding high on her success in, uh, you know, trolling Taylor and and convincing Nick that, you know, the opposite of what was happening was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, uh, you know, then, then we see Taylor come back, though, which was totally... It just felt kind of forced because it didn't seem like she really wanted to come back. I kind of think that they they must have must have nudged her to come back. I think it was more of like a producer encouraged thing because she kind of looked like like annoyed about it. And I feel like that's that's the natural response. Fine. But nobody can make her do that. You know? Yeah. No one's. They might have mentioned it. They might have said, oh, do you want to go back and confront him about it? But she didn't have to say yes. No, I know. But I but. I feel like when her initial response to him didn't lead me to think she was going to come back. So it kind of felt like they had to have fueled her somehow because it didn't. Seem well, no, like- her initial response was that she was just moving into the island with these people because they show her like Which was dancing so around weird. like in yeah. a trance. I, I didn't understand what was going on, but I liked it. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I just wanted it to leave, you know, like we left Olivia on, on the island with the pigs or, or wherever, wherever that was. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to just, I wanted to just leave her there and I wanted to just believe that that's where she's going to spend the rest of her life. But no, they ruined that by sending her back in. Um, and you know, I guess that pretty much takes us to the end of the episode, but then they were, um, kind of playing up what's going to happen next week. And they have Nick saying, you know, maybe he doesn't want either of them to stay or hinting that they both might be going home, but they can't, it can't be. They, they've given us enough previews to know that Corinne's going to be around long enough. Yeah. Cause she hasn't gone to like gone to Crash's room or whatever. Like we know she's going to do. So I, yeah, it's kind of a, a wasted cliffhanger. Cause we know, I know she's not going home. I mean, I guess, what are you going to do? Because it's something that they want to put in the trailer. But then it really does kind of spoil this. Because I knew if that hadn't happened yet, then there's no way that Corinne's going home. So Taylor has to go home. Yeah. Uh, But I am curious, I guess, to see what happens next week. Although I will say, I don't think it's a good move for her if she does want to be a therapist to be doing stuff like this. Yeah, it can't be good to have on associated with her name to have people take you serious for that kind of thing. Like it makes you look a little, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't make you look the most, uh, like professional. professional. Yeah. And for her to be talking about how her focus is on interpersonal relationships. Yeah. I, you seem not so good at that. Not really very adept at that. I just, I don't see that happening. I do wonder if she's just decided that it's much easier to make money on Instagram and she's hoping to just do that. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, you know, the Instagram thing has kind of been a a curse on the Bachelor franchise, I feel. Everybody hawking the, the teas and shakes. and Yeah, the teas that make you poop yourself. Yeah. Um, because... Now I feel like a lot of people are coming on hoping to ride the sweet, like, butt tea train. Yeah. All the way to the bank. Um, and I, I just get the feeling that she's kind of hoping to do that instead of having to use her degree. <laughs> because if she's working as a swimsuit model. Yeah. I think maybe she thought she would come on and she would attack the villain of the show and she would get a lot of attention and everybody would love her. But I don't think people are yeah. responding very positively to her. Kind of backfired. I don't think people like, I mean, people are entertained by Corinne. I don't think anybody really likes Corinne. Right. But I don't think anybody really likes Taylor either. Yeah, I don't think it really panned out for either side. I wouldn't say I dislike her, but I, I don't know. I'm just indifferent. She's just kind of there. She's there. So and now she's not there, but she'll temporarily but be is there. She there. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious to see sort of how it ends and what the, what the associated drama is. Because you know there will be drama. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why we get the to be continued because maybe this does drag out quite a bit next week. I don't know. Or watch it be like five seconds worth and be annoying. I know, like it was this week with them wrapping up their conversation. They could have done that yeah. last time. Wasn't necessary. 
not necessary at all. Do um, we know what we're up to next week? Where they're going? Or okay, so I was gonna say, like for for news stuff that I've found for this week. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that I found, um, I was reading Nick's um, People blog, and in it he mentions that they're going to St. Thomas. So that's where we're oh, headed nice. to. So nice. You know, we we have like the the chance of snow flurries here and there, and they're off to St. Thomas, so we can live vicariously through them. Oh, it's not uh, fair. I know. I just want to live somewhere. I know you lived in Florida and you would always complain about how there were no seasons, but that is living the dream. I know. It's like, it was weird, but then right now it sounds good. So, yeah. Um, You would tell me that while I was off in school in Missouri and I would be in like a foot and a half of snow and I just wanted to slap you. You were like, yeah, I can can see that. I hear it. Um, Some of the other scoop that I found that was interesting, though, um, he mentions in his blog, um, like the, I guess the most dramatic thing that he mentions is apparently he and um, Chris Harrison went on a run uh, <laughs> while they were in New Orleans, like just and, to exercise, just out for a jog. Yeah, and he was so he was saying like the one thing that was like the biggest surprise for him for the week and the thing that kind of caught him the most off guard was going on this run because apparently they got lost, <laughs> and so they were like, "Where are we? Like, what's going on?" And like, I think he was. He was worried about like getting back to where they were, like when he needed to be on time for something. <laughs> so I Do that you was think funny. that Chris Harrison is secretly really ripped under those suits? Uh, I think he's probably more in shape than we would think, but I don't think he's like Nick's. Like, I want to model my body on Instagram. Ripped. Yeah, that was a surprise the first time he took off his shirt on the show because he has such a nerdy face, and then he took off his shirt, and I was like, okay, hello. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. It is funny to go back and look at him from season one yeah, to very, now. Yeah, very different. Because he was in shape in season one, but he didn't have the beard. I think now he's realized like the beard is a good look on him. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely gotten buffer because I guess this is his job now. He doesn't have to do software sales. No, he can focus on, you know, the abs and, you know, his Instagramming. Yeah, and his acting, which is right. never going to happen. Um, the other Can you thing- imagine watching a movie and he's just mumbling his way through it and you're like, wait, uh, what? What did he say? No. What? No, I could not. Um, <laughs> the other things that he said that were interesting, he mentioned that they did the two-on-one because he kind of felt like his relationships with Taylor and Corinne, while different, were kind of equal in terms of how far they progressed, which I thought was interesting. Were they... I don't think they were on equal ground at all. Because but. I remember very early on in the season, he and Taylor did have a couple nice talks, uh, but it didn't seem to be the amount of attention that he had given Corinne. And, no. So, um, I, so I was like, is that true? And then I thought it was interesting if he really feels that way, that he feels that way. So I thought that was an yeah. interesting thing to see. I mean, I guess it's always possible there are things going on we just don't see. But... Um, you know, I remember there were a couple of nice talks where I felt like Taylor was actually telling him about herself and her interests, whereas Corinne, they spent a lot of time together, but it's really just making out. Yeah. I don't think he knows anything about her, and the only reason he knows about Raquel is because the Everybody girls told him. Telling yeah. him. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, does he even know that she runs a multi-million dollar company? I don't know that he even does. I did like that part of the argument where Corinne's like, you're telling me I'm stupid, but I run a company. And then Taylor was like, well, you're telling me that I don't know how to talk to people and that's my job. So why is it okay for you to insult my job? But I can't say that you're immature. Yeah. I don't know. It was a mess. It's funny. Um, I thought it was funny. There was a People article talking about apparently, so not this episode that we just watched, but the week before, apparently the same day HBO premiered um, a documentary. There were like two girls that tried <gasps> Slender to Man. I yes. meant to mention that. I totally forgot. So the documentary is about these two girls who I think were twelve. Yes. And there's this character on the internet named Slenderman. And it's just like a creepy story that people made up and then they would Photoshop pictures uh-huh. of this guy who's supposed to be super, super tall. And then he has you can't see his face. His face is just like blurry okay. with no features. And then he has these weird kind of tentacles coming out of his back. So there are two girls in Waukesha. Yep. I didn't realize that that this took place in Waukesha, but there are two girls who tried to stab to death their friend um, to please this fake character that someone on the internet made up. Uh, But yeah, it took place in Waukesha, and they thought that they were going to walk 500 miles to some kind of nature preserve where they thought that this guy lived. 
which is great. You know, you know what's funny? So <laughs> it's all coming full circle. That sounds very much like a Law and Order SVU <laughs> episode that I watched, and I bet they they may have based it off. I of think that. so. It's Probably. funny. I was like, I could, see, but it took place in New York City instead. But anyway, well, they all because that's where the show is. Oh well, duh. Yeah. Derp, derp. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I got very excited when I was watching that, which also loops back around to last episode when I was talking about my love of murder shows. Right. So <laughs> it's all coming together. So of course I watched that the same week it came out. Um, yeah. So I will um, add all of this stuff again, like when we put up our blog post, but um, Corinne was on the Ellen show. Really? Um, yeah. There's a, there's a funny clip and she's just, you know, she's trying to explain to Ellen about the whole like nanny thing. And apparently then like, so apparently Raquel moved with her family to Florida from New Jersey. So Corinne must've been from New Jersey. Wow. Which it's kind of fun. I think we did know that. Did we? I don't remember that. I think I remember hearing that at one point. I don't want to claim her though. So we can just pretend she's from Miami. So she was trying to, again, play off the, like, I shouldn't have called her my nanny. I didn't think people would perceive it as, like, I'm being immature by calling her my nanny. Okay, she's called her her nanny, like, many times. I know. And I think she knows what she's doing. She thinks it's cute. I know. And she basically said that she's totally comfortable with how she's presented on the show. um, That, you know, um, it's definitely part of who she is. That she doesn't feel like every facet of her as a person is represented on the show. But she's, like, owning it, which I thought was funny. Um, you can just tell that she really would be like this in person. Uh, but I do think that this episode made it very clear to me how much she's enjoying this little act for the camera. Oh, totally. Like, like this is her personality, but she's clearly playing it up for the camera. And I think it just got a little too obvious for me this week. So I kind of turned on her. Yeah. Kinda yeah. Not feeling it. I'm a little bored with it. You know, it can only be so fun for so long. And I feel like, we have her and I feel like she's too aware of how she's coming across. Whereas Olivia, for instance, who people compare her to, and I don't think she has much in common with, um, Olivia didn't, I don't think Olivia understood how people were seeing her. Yeah. Whereas Corinne is totally owning it and kind of making it more of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I also found an article from ET online where they're already having interviews where um, Nick is referring to how he's actively thinking about taking the Hollywood route, so like what we were talking about, and um, <laughs> is is just putting out there that he wouldn't mind being on Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, this doesn't bode... Oh, really? He wouldn't mind it? <laughs> who, who, who'd thought it? Um, I feel like this doesn't bode well for whoever the um, final, um, you know, who gets the final rose, because, I mean, we saw what happened with Chris Souls. Like, you know, if this, yeah. pers- this person's already focusing, like, immediately being like, yeah, put me on this other show that's going to take me away from whoever I'm just now able to publicly hang out with. That doesn't I mean, seem to end up too well. I mean, I guess really wants to be out in L.A. and is into this kind of thing, too. Maybe One it thing. could work out. Yeah. But I just really don't think he actually wants to get married. I don't think he's at a point. He comes from a family with 90 kids, but I don't get the vibes from him that he's really ready to get to married and have babies yeah. and all this stuff. I don't buy it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think he's enjoying all of the attention that he gets from the show. I think so. And he doesn't want to give it up too soon. I did see some people have been seeing... Um, oh, what's the guy's name from JoJo season who was really annoying and was a country music singer, not Luke. Oh, James, James Taylor. Taylor. James Taylor has been popping up on uh, Bumble. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know which way it is to swipe to say no, but people should be swiping that way. People should be swiping no. Yeah. Um, so I bet he's on the apps, like, trying to, like, clean it up with the Bachelor crowd, you know. Well, well he's still, like, top of mind. Yeah, while the while, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, totally. I think that's what he's doing. Um, I also found a great article, which is funny because I feel like this is a very retro um, news outlet for me. I feel like uh, it's on seventeen dot com, uh, and it was like. <laughs> 
was like 13, I think, things that you never knew about getting ready on The Bachelor. Um, what we got? Some of these things I feel like we may have known, but some of these were kind of new. Um, like apparently the contestants get a packing list. I think we kind of knew that, but like say that makes sense. Say like, like ideas of weather-wise what they need. Yeah, I think like kind of like buckets of of things to bring, probably like light clothes and like some dresses, whatever. Um, yeah. But they they also tell them like things such as no stripes, small checkered patterns, no big patterns, no solid white. Um, Good. The worst thing is when people wear. Um, pinstripe or mm-hmm. what's it called that seersucker mm-hmm. like for for tv purposes for tv purposes and also because i work as a photo retoucher people wear or they they do photo shoots with people in these outfits and it gives the same thing that it does on tv that kind of banding yeah the moray pattern on it which is not good. you can't do anything to fix it it's just there yeah so that should just be banned in my opinion from existing as clothing totally um yeah so and then these are just like some other random tidbits as well throughout um apparently jillian harris when she was on the show she remortgaged her house and spent eight thousand (laughs) dollars on clothing um jacqueline schwartz our our friend most recently from bachelor in paradise oh god bless um, her yeah said apparently they have like um I guess the stylist for the show and a producer come to their room. I come to the different girls rooms uh, the night before the first night and they approve their dress. And that's to make sure no one's wearing the same dress, but also to make sure they're fine with what you're wearing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And apparently they often will um, suggest changes to contestants if they don't think it'll look, if it'll look good on camera or once they're, once they're recording, if they think something's not looking good, they'll have them change. That's funny. And, um, Apparently. I guess this all worked out really well for Jillian because now she she's on Love It or List It too. Oh, okay. I don't know if you knew that she's a interior designer. Mm-hmm. So she's off in Vancouver doing her home makeover shows and she does interior design in general and she has a blog which is really cute with her adorable baby. Very cute baby. Yeah. I she's one of the few ones that I actually follow on social media. I like her. I didn't watch her yeah. season. I should watch her season. You should. Because she's, yeah. she reminds me a little bit of Caitlyn. Like, she's just very charismatic. She's, yeah. She's like, she'd yeah. be fun. I like her probably even more than Caitlyn because I feel like there's more substance to her. Mm-hmm. But they just kind of remind me of each other and that they just kind of say whatever and they're just both very likable. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the article talks about the the finale dresses too, which I knew that they pick and pay for the finale dresses for the for the ladies. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't realize, and they started like dissecting some of the seasons. I only wrote down one of them. Um, is that a lot of times they they build in symbolism into the dresses. <laughs> so like the season where um Sean Lowe picks Catherine, um, they gave her a gold dress, and then the runner up Lindsay had a silver dress. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, right. now they know if they're going on the show never to want to wear a silver dress. Yeah. Again. Or they were saying like the black dress for um for Courtney. Is it Courtney Rogers? What's her last name? Is that right? Robinson. Robinson. I was like, that didn't sound right. Um, Like that a few weeks before they'd mentioned, they called her like the black spider or whatever. So her <laughs> dress was black. Um, so anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about that before, but it made a lot of sense. Um, apparently, um, on her season, Olivia paid for lessons by a makeup artist before she went on the show. I don't blame her because your face is going to be on TV every week. I know it was really smart. Um, yeah. So apparently, um, this, this makeup artist worked with a lot of people on reality TV, um, and, and told her up front, you know, you're not gonna be sleeping a lot. So she told her to buy like a white or a nude eyeliner to put on her eyes to make her eyes look bigger. Um, so I guess if she went to Sephora and bought all of this specific makeup, that was apparently really expensive, but it made a huge difference in how she was, um, she you know. did always look really great. Her yep. makeup always looked great without being, sometimes they really overdo it and they look crazy. But you could tell she always had on like a decent amount of makeup, but it looked nice. Yeah. So it it definitely explained because some people go on there and you're like, like, why, like, are they not trying? But then it's like you're also comparing it against people who have done stuff like this that are coming yeah. in more prepared. So it makes the others stand out and look less put together. Because on camera, they probably have to wear a lot of makeup to look really good on camera. Well, and as as we've um, commented before, like we've learned that there is no air conditioning in the mansion. So, oh my god, I would be first of all not just sweating; I would be red all the time. I can never be on the show. I'm too much of a mess. Yeah, 
it's very involved. I mean, you have, you have this with no air conditioning, Bachelor in Paradise, where they're basically outside all the time with no air conditioning. It's yeah, not, you can not tell kind of, on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. But I guess it's at least cool enough whenever they film it. Um, that it doesn't, doesn't look That they're not just awful. sweating the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all that I have. I don't know if you have but, any. But, okay, why is there no AC? Because this is clearly like a mansion that they're living in. I don't know. Do they just not want to use it because it costs a lot of money? I don't may, I don't know. I don't know if it's an older... Well, it doesn't look like an older house. No, this, I mean, they clearly make a butt ton of money from renting it out to the people from The Bachelor all the time. So if they... I mean, I just... I can't buy that it doesn't have AC. I don't know. That's what it said in the article. I mean, I might be incorrect, but that's what... Let's see what we can find out about this because I, I need to know. Well, well, okay. We'll dig a little more. Okay. I have been enjoying Olivia on Twitter. She's, For those of you who don't, it. you know, live tweet or, or look at the tweets during the actual show, she's pretty hilarious. You should watch it or you should check them out. She's pretty obsessed with it. I think I think last I think last season she was a little conflicted about doing it because she has I mean, I don't blame her, has some some pretty strong Resentment. feel yeah, towards the show. Um, but I think since people, when they talk to her so much, bring up the show, I mean, I guess it's natural that she's kind of like been like, well, I can't just completely distance myself from it. And then yeah. I think while, um, cause I know she's good friends with Izzy. So I think while Izzy was on bachelor in paradise, she was like, okay, fine. I'll live tweet it. I'll stay on top of it. And then I think she just couldn't let it go. Cause she just had too much fun with it. Yeah. I think she's having fun and I think people are interacting with her more and maybe getting to see that she's kind of funny instead of just thinking that she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And um, from her Instagram live stories, um, you know, she's she said basically that I think when she's watching the show, she takes, you know, live tweeting so seriously that she doesn't really talk to anybody who's in the room around her because. Yeah, she's so focused on it, which so anyway, I, I, I like watching. Well, her we always tweeted. tweet when we're watching the show and yeah. sometimes Daniel will have like a couple beers with dinner and then come down and try to chat with me. And I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Get out of here. Because <laughs> it's hard enough focusing on tweeting and watching the show at the same time. I don't need somebody else coming in. It gets confusing. Too many things going on. But he's been getting into the show this season. Don't tell him that I told you that. But Yeah? Yeah. That's funny. I We needed to get some butt Fritos for the baby. <laughs> and so for those of you who don't know, it's this little thing. You stick it up your baby's butt and then it helps the gas come out and it sounds like a kazoo. So... <laughs> We needed some more. So I said, oh, can you run out to CVS and get some more? And he's like, but I need to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I blame Corinne for that. But finally, after years of watching, he's understanding the wonder that is The Bachelor. As he should. As he should. That's too funny. Yeah. I right, well, I don't think I have any other news. No. Did you? No, I think that was that was all that I found from this week. Um, yeah. I feel like... We're, we're, we're getting far enough into the season that usually I think the stuff starts to pick up. So we should hopefully start to hear some more this and that news along the way. Yeah. Um, I think it usually picks up steam a little. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited for our tropical destination next week and the resolution of this dramatic, dramatic week. Um, the most dramatic week, week yet? Is that, dot, is that dot, what it dot. is? I think that's so. Dot. Right? We'll see. We'll see. So I think that's it. Can't wait. I know. We'll talk with you next week. Bye. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share great Bachelor gifts and updates. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you love us, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. They really do help.